Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hi again, everybody, and welcome to Give Them the Sports Biz in San Francisco. This is Dan Avone, joined, like always, with the NFL agent, Matt Marino, who comes to us from Manhattan in New York City. Matty, how are you? I'm doing well, Dan. Uh, trying to stay safe and stay positive uh, during everything going on. Yeah, that's right. Stay positive, and we'll take a break from washing hands and disinfecting and talk a little sports, and more specifically sports businesses. This past week was supposed to be opening day, a ceremonial opening pitch in Major League Baseball coming back for another six months. But obviously that, like everything else in the world today, is being put on hold, postponed, and potentially will be canceled. That remains to be seen. But the Major League Baseball and Major League Players Association, they ratified a relatively quick deal over the last two weeks to ten days where they both came to an agreement should the season be obviously is being postponed but should the season be canceled can you walk us through some of those numbers starting with 170 million that major league baseball will give directly to major league baseball players over the next two months sure so you know that's the first thing off the bat um and and what it does is essentially um you know mlb uh the league the teams um the commissioner rob manfred obviously wanted to um you know uh strike a deal with, with MLBPA, the players union, which is one of the strongest unions around. Um, and as you mentioned, Dan, um, it covers, um, you know, the first thing off the bat is the 170 million. So that'll go to the players in the next two months. Um, it'll come in the form of a lump sum. Um, and the PA will be able to divvy that up, uh, between the four classes of players. Um, majority um, is going to go to players, you know, with guaranteed major league contracts. Um, and, you know, just for everyone, you know, you know, any major league contract in major league baseball is a guaranteed contract. If you're on a, on a split level deal and you're going back and forth, it's a little bit different. It's prorated. Um, but, you know, that advance, that 170 million, um, you know, if there are games being played, you know, that will basically count against final salaries. Um, so those salaries will be prorated, you know, if they play, if they go down from 162 to, you know, 100 or, you know, 80 games, um, that'll be prorated based off of that. Um, but what the union is giving back to the league, which is important, is that they will not sue the league for their full salaries. Um, so that is the max they're getting. So when owners are down on their revenue. Yeah, should they be canceled? Yep. Um, so, you know, with owners being, you know, down on their revenue, it could be broadcasting, sponsorship, um, game day gates, um, tickets, merchandise, whatever it might be, concessions um, that are normally thrust into uh, their owners' uh, revenue streams. Um, that gives the the leagues, you know, some stability where, all right, you know what, this is, this is what we know we're paying out, um, you know, to the PA, to the players, if it does, you know, happen to, you know, go down that way. Now, how does this work from a free agency standpoint? Will players still be eligible should the season be canceled next year? 
So players will be eligible um, if they're they'll they'll still earn a service year. Um, so players will still earn their service year. That was the big you know thing for the for you know for the PA. Um, they wanted to be able to uh, you know keep that keep their pension. Um, you know make sure they they had a, a year of uh, playing time going towards free agency. Um, obviously, those are always very big points when there's some kind of negotiation between uh, a union and a and a league. Um, so that was one of the bigger, you know, bigger issues there. Um, so if you're a free agent, you know, come, you know, end of the season and you're scheduled to be a free agent, you will be one. So, you know, in the case of Mookie Betts, um, you know, he was traded to the Dodgers in the offseason. Um, the Red Sox got a number of picks for him. Um, he can end up being a free agent again without ever playing a game for the Dodgers. Um, and, you know, he's one exception. Um, you know, he was a trade, um, but there's obviously other guys that are, you know, part of that fallout a little bit. Um, you know, Trevor Bowers won, Marcus Stroman's won as well. Um, so, you know, they'll be, re- they'll be free agents, you know, come November, um, regardless of, you know, 162 games or, you know, zero games played. Yeah. How about that? Mookie Betts, who keep in mind, as you just mentioned, was traded from the Dodgers to the Boston Red Sox. And obviously he is going to be eligible to be a free agent at the end of this upcoming season. And if it's canceled, it means that the Dodgers are just left holding the proverbial bag. They would have given away players in draft picks and got absolutely nothing in return. And Mookie Betts can just go back into the market and then even demand more money. That would be something else should he pull. I would think that the Dodgers would have some sort of recourse. I can't see L.A. just sitting there and saying this is, this is fair. Yeah, I mean, and it's just it's, – it's tough. I mean, you've given away all those, you know, all those prospects um, – on the premise that, Hey, look, you know, you're going to get something out of it. Um, and you then have the ability to get to know Mookie Betts, get to, get to work with him for a year. Maybe the Dodgers want to have the ability to sign him. Um, but they don't even, you know, have the ability to have him in the building and see what kind of player is, um, day to day. Um, so for them, you know, it changes their whole perspective. Um, obviously, you know, they want him more than a short-term rental and, and even just, you know, a, a year-long deal is, is a short-term rental in that stance. Um, but, yeah, to have him, you know, and not play any games, not have an impact on the field in the clubhouse um, with your fan base, that's it, really, really difficult to accept. Now, how does this work from an incentive clause and in some of these contracts for Major League Baseball players for this upcoming season? where they have bonuses and these sort of incentives, should you hit so many number of home runs or stolen bases or what have you, you would get more money or exponentially more money in your contract. How does that work going forward with this shortened to potentially canceled season? So that part's still, you know, a little bit in discussion. So, I mean, obviously, you know, take for an example, if you play 102 games, you know, and you have a 40 home run clause in that contract, um, you know, if you end up playing 81 games, um, you know, does that home run clause then go to 20 home runs? Um, that's the things that are that are kind of being worked out. Um, you know, the important part was that, you know, they got this, you know, done, um, you know, prior to the start of the 2020 season, um, you know, until, you know, all these bans on math ga- mass gatherings, um, you know, are, are lifted. Um, and, and obviously, you know, the, the smaller issues in individual contracts or player to player contracts, you know, that'll have to be addressed um, as well. And, and not just, you know, you know, someone in the home run case, but, you know, innings pitched um, anything from an incentive standpoint, you know, will have to be, um, will have to be talked about because um, you know, obviously players are, you know, earning money, not only on their base salaries, um, but also on, you know, their incentives um, with how deep you go into the playoffs Um the amount of games you play in a season, uh, games you're healthy for. Um, so all those, and that's 
based off percentages, right? So, you know, normally it's a 162 game season. Um, you know, that percentage will be a lot lower if you're only playing, you know, say 81 games, say half the games. So as this goes forward, and I'm talking about the NFL now, and should there be an NFL season, and it's a shortened season, or it's a postponed or a canceled season, what we've just seen in the framework that's been laid out by Major League Baseball and their agreement with the Major League Baseball Players Association, and as you underline, and it's worth highlighting, these are two completely different unions when you're talking about the NFL, as you well know, as an agent representing players, and obviously the players union for the MLB, MLBPA, but will this be somewhat of a framework or is this something in terms of being a template going forward that the NFL can then use should the season be very similar in the NFL to that of what Major League Baseball is currently dealing with? Yeah, it is. I mean, you know, if Major League Baseball does have any type of season this year or if the NBA, NHL, you know, does come back, um, you know, those will obviously serve as a template for for the NFL. Um, that's, you know, I think one thing the NFL has a, you know, has a little bit of leverage with, or not leverage, but just a, you know, a little bit of an advantage with, um, you know, the NFL has been full speed ahead. I mean, they announced today that, you know, there'd be 14 team playoff in 2020. Um, I know it was announced, you know, prior, but it actually became official today. Um, you know, so, you know, one of the things that, um, the NFL is going to have to address, um, prior to all these other leagues, you know, restarting, um, you know, normally you go right from the draft into organized team activities, mini camp, um, the rookie transition program, you know, that takes you from, uh, early May until training camp in July. And, and all those things are, are not going to be able to happen. Um, you know, whether they want to come out and publicly say that they're just not going to be able to happen at, you know, in the end of, in the end of April. Um, so for the NFL, um, you know, popping back up in, in September, um, you know, there, theirs could look a lot pretty different. Um, you know, certainly, um, from a, just a contract standpoint, um, the biggest thing for them is television, right? Um, that's what the NFL is. It's an older demographic who they're, who they're catering to than, than, um, the NBA is, um, or, you know, other international sports. The NFL is, is certainly more, um, you know, us centric. So, their television revenue and their television broadcast partners are, are their most important thing. So for them, um, you know, they're playing, you know, for a full season uh, with fans, as, as they say, um, you know, but obviously as these other leagues, um, you know, kind of uh, roll this stuff out, you know, they're going to have to look at this stuff. And, you know, if it does come to the point where training camp tam- tam- cannot take place in July or the start of the season can't take place in September, um, you know, then the two sides, the, the NFL Players Association and the league, league office, uh, management council, um, and the owners are going to have to put some kind of agreement in place that covers the same, you know, economic fallout, um, you know, television, you know, rights, uh, you know, certainly um, anything that can um, happen with the salary cap. You know, the salary cap is interesting because that's based off your, of your revenue. Um, and, you know, with the, with the decline in possible, the possible decline in revenue, um, it could really, you know, really hinder, you know, the NFL moving forward uh, in future years, um, you know, where they are able to increase their salary cap traditionally. As we talked about, these are two separate unions, the NFL and that of Major League Baseball, apples and, and bowling balls, really. But when you think about it, could you see the NFL doing something similar in terms of giving $170 million towards the NFL players and the Players Association 
if the season were to be delayed by a month or two? Um, you know, I don't see something like that, uh, at least not that number, I should say. Um, and that's based off a couple of things. One, you know, Major League Baseball Players Association is one of the strongest unions, um, not just in sports, but just one of the strongest unions in the country, um, in the United States. Um, the NFLPA is not, um, and I, I don't think they, um, one had that same type of leverage that, that MLBPA does have. Um, first off, they don't have guaranteed contracts, um, that the MLBPA that the MLB has, you know, already for their players. Um, you know, so that's the biggest thing right there. Um, so, you know, the other part of it is that you know, the NFL likes to push the envelope. Um, you know, I, I, from, from me, and this is just not, this is just my personal opinion. Um, you know, I see the NFL, you know, really doing whatever they can, um, to try to make this work. Um, and I think it's going to take a, a couple of attempts. Um, I don't think it's going to, you know, be clean the first time. It might have to be a situation where they stop, where they start, stop, and then restart again. Um, in a different format, um, you know, because they are so adamant, you know, to please the broadcast partners. But, um, but yeah, I mean, they would have to have some kind of agreement, um, you know, come September if, you know, OTAs are missed, uh, mini camp is missed, you know, training camps in August are then missed. Um, you know, they'd have to put that framework in place. They haven't done it yet. Um, you know, right now they're just you know, really concerned about having the draft on April 23rd. Um, which they're prepping for and, and kind of changing the plans around that. But, but yeah, they would have to have some kind of agreement. Um, but it, it certainly wouldn't be, um, you know, as, you know, financially beneficial to the players, um, not 170 million. Um, and certainly it would be constructed differently just because of one, you know, you have 53 guys on a roster, you have 10 guys on a practice squad. Um, and then you have, um, you know, in, in major league baseball, 26 men, uh, 26 men rosters right now. Um, and then the 40 man, you know, guys can go up and down, but, um, but certainly it had to be constructed differently. Yeah. Okay. Maybe not the 170 million. Cause that's a good point. You're talking about guaranteed contracts. You're talking about more players per team, but knowing the history of the NFL, can you see them in somewhat of what can, could be considered an act of goodwill of doing something, whatever the number might be just to tie players over for the first two months and then going from there. Or I could see the NFL saying, no, uh, we'll do a wait and see. And should the season be canceled, we don't want to effort you any money at all. Could that potentially be a stance by the NFL? Yeah, I, I think that's, you know, I think that's honestly a little more realistic, um, <laughs> you know, just from uh, you know, the owners and, and kind of their perspective, um, the league and, you know, obviously Goodell uh, answers to the owners. But, yeah, I think from, from their perspective, um, you know, like I said, you know, the NBA, they're at the forefront. Uh, they're, they're a social league. Um, they rely on stars. The NFL is team and league and league driven, right? So um, it's, it's quite different. Um, you know, even when you're talking about Major League Baseball, um, you know, Major League Baseball is very reliant on, um, you know, newspapers, you know, and, you know, the, the scale of their season, um, 162 games stretching out, you know, for such a large part of the calendar year. Um, the NFL, you know, is really, um, you know, based on they're, they're, they're really going to be catering to their partners, which are the broadcast networks. Um, and, and television obviously could even be more, more of a king than it has in past years because you might have games with no fans in them. Um, so, you know, you might have situations that, um, you know, you might have a, 
an NFL season uh, take place in, in one local area. Um, you know, one floated idea is the Greenbrier, Greenbrier Resort in West Virginia, you know, having it like a reality TV show where you, you know, pack 32 teams, media, broadcasts, uh, coaches, scouts, everyone else, you know, into one resort um, and, and try to play these games um, inside like a bubble almost, um, which would be, uh, you know, whole different conversation i guess but um you know but to to be able to do that um you know and you know then you have to weigh the cost is it worth it you know what if one person gets sick um you know what if one player gets sick you know if it's if it's a traditional season um you know during the season one you know one player on one team gets sick and that spreads throughout the locker room so you know the nfl is is really really uh focused on um, playing the season and, you know, obviously, you know, they feel like, Hey, look, you know, we can still, um, uh, we still have time to work on this and, um, you know, it's, it's a number of months away. Um, but, but I still think it'll be a, a pretty tough task, uh, you know, given how this, you know, could, you know, basically go in waves throughout the country, um, and players, you know, from their standpoint, um, you know, are, I wouldn't say they're, you know, kept in the dark at times, but, um, you know, the union, um, would like to always say that they had their best interests, um, of the players, but, but certainly, um, you know, money is a, uh, is a big factor when it comes to the NFL players association. Good stuff, Matty. We'll leave it right there. Next episode, we can dive into the XFL and find out whether they have potentially another season in them financially going forward as Vince McMahon second time trying to make a run of it with the NFL. That's all for next time. But for today, we'll leave it there. For Mr. Matty Marino, the NFL agent out in New York City, this is Dan Abone in San Francisco saying so long, everybody. See you, Dan. All right, Matty. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.